0: And we played gigs almost every weekend. And so, yeah, so I didn't really have a great plan. I remember Googling, how do I make money playing music? (laughs) So that sort of got me started, actually.
1: So how how did that go? Did you make money playing music?
0: I did. So I, you know, there was some info product kind of mastermind group that I joined for a while at like 75 bucks a month. But it really introduced me to the idea of, okay, you know, how are you going to make money doing this? And I remember one of the things that the guy said on the CD that he gave me was, it's not about you. If you're going to make money about it, it's not about you. It's about the experience of the guy at the bar who brought some woman on a date and the experience that he gets. And you have to start thinking about what's the experience of the people that you're playing to. So that was really good, you know, something that has stuck with me. And then the other thing that I figured out pretty quickly was that the way to make money for what I did, which was like solo singer songwriter, I was in a band, but I was like, there's no way I make money in a band because, uh, you know, you got to pay five guys. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So I was like, "Drummer does not even
1: do anything anyway. Why are they worth (laughs) money? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know some good drummers.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Drummers are the ones that you need the most and they, uh, they uh, always uh, show up late. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, so what I got into then was, uh, house concerts. And the basic idea there was somebody who liked my music would invite all their friends over and everybody would pay 15 bucks and they'd get a CD. Cause at that, was, at that point, you could make CDs for a couple bucks, you mm-hmm. know, short run, 500 or a thousand. So everybody would get a CD, they'd get a, Super intimate folk singer show, so the value of fifteen dollars was totally worth it. Mm-hmm. And then I would end up making three hundred fifty, four hundred dollars. And so Pretty I started cool for a doing a couple that. hours work, right? Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, I can make money as a musician. The problem was, you're not going to do that in one city. So at the very least, I was going to be gone every weekend or most weekends driving or flying around the country. Hmm. And at that point in my life that wasn't something that interested me. So Did
1: you have kids yet or were you were you still just solo Adam?
0: I had a girlfriend that, you know, ended up being my wife. So I think I knew like if this relationship's going to last, it's, you know, cuz she had a regular job, so
1: so it was either be kind of permanent in one location or give up the relationship, and obviously the relationship was was the right call because now you are married. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I <laughs> can see the writing on the wall. I mean, you know, I was I was pretty good, but I wasn't great. I wasn't going to become a rock star. You know, I was never going to make lots of money doing it. Maybe four hundred, four or five hundred dollars a week. You know,
1: no, two thousand dollars a month. It's not good terrible. spending money, if, and if yeah. you live somewhere inexpensive, it definitely covers the bills, but no. it's not. uh it's not f u money to the boss <laughs> yeah.
0: and it was lonely, right? I mean you know Ellensburg, Washington, on Friday night, a four hour drive from home kind of thing, yeah, you know yeah. do I stay at a hotel or do I stay at the house of the people who hosted the house concert, or do I just drive home right. and not, you know so
1: and I've, you know, you, you always think of like being a musician on tour or a speaker who, who goes and speaks at conferences and schools or, or, uh-huh. con- um, you know, you th- that looks like such a glamorous lifestyle, but you always hear those I, stories. It, it feels lonely on the road.
0: And it's boring. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just boring. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, I mean, but it was great because that really, you know, taught me a lot of lessons that frankly I, I come back to. All the time, you know, just because it's making money and just because you're doing art and just because you're your own boss doesn't mean that it's the thing that you're going to want to do. On the other hand, you know, when I was employed and I was in a band, I was always just like, I wish I could be in a I I wish I could go on tour more. I wish I could be in a band. You know, I wish I could just focus more of my energy into this. So you got to like, you know, you try it out and then you're like, oh, yeah, okay. This is what it's really like. And
1: but uh, it's cool. That was, you got to have that experience. That's a, yeah.
0: I don't have to say what if, you know, and that was really when I quit my job, I was like, well, now I won't have to say what if. That
1: was I, how I felt when right. I in April when I left my day job. I said to my wife before I quit, because obviously the smart thing to do is quit your job right after you have kids. <laughs> um, <Right. laughs> I said, if I don't do it now, it's only ever going to get harder. Because there yeah. could be more kids and more mortgage payments and whatever else that comes up. Yeah. And yeah. looking backwards, there were a couple times I almost left, but I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And I looked back and thought, oh, it would have been so much easier then. each time. Yeah. And I was at that juncture. I thought it's only ever going to get harder in the future. So when you're yeah. young, that's the time to, to try or whatever age you are. Um, yeah. There's no time better than the present because this moment only happens once and then then it's gone. And if you don't Sees it then are you really gonna do it next time you know so you did it which is awesome yeah
0: yeah I did do it and I I think one of the things that I believe now that I've I mean that's like 12 13 years ago one of the things that I really believe is that business you know success in business has a lot to do with how much experience you have in business so You know, I mean, I've heard the stories about, you know, the guy, the kid, the guy who was a kid and he mowed lawns and he just always was making money for whatever reason. Maybe there was, he had to, or maybe he just really wanted to, or whatever
1: Mm -hmm.
0: that, you know, those, those guys tell a lot of rich, super rich, self-made people tell those stories because they have a lot of experience doing business. So by the time they get to be adults, they've made a lot of. The, the, the mistakes and learned a lot of the lessons that are easy to tell and hard to actually learn, you know,
1: mm-hmm. that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, very true. So, yeah. so you so decided you have
0: got to get experience as you got to get business experience. If you want to be successful at business, it sounds silly, but you know,
1: right. You can't, you can't do <laughs> anything unless you've tried it and learned something about how to do it. You can't, you can't become a great business person out of a textbook. You got to try it.
0: Yeah. Or even just listening to a hundred podcasts,
1: you know? Right. Yeah. Like we, um, Adam and I both know someone who, who we recently coached and said, you know, you, you have these great ideas. You, you have a lot of doors open in front of you, but unless you pick one of them and commit to it, you'll never know. And that's exactly, Mm -hmm. uh, so that, so, so you finished, you went on tour, you decided I'm going to stick back in one place for a while. Um, hang out with this girlfriend, see what happens. Yeah. What did you do next?
0: Got a job as a personal trainer at a local gym.
1: Kind of like being a uh, teacher. It's like teaching someone how to like yeah. be better in their body.
0: Maybe. Yeah, yeah. And, and the, the reason I kind of got into that was because by quitting my job, I had some free time. And so I did one of those 12-week get-in-great-shape programs called Body for Life. It was six days a week. It was really hard. Me and my wife did it. And and so by the end I was like okay I want to keep this going and I still want to be a musician so I need a part time job and so I got hired as the like the guy who runs the basketball league at at a local gym in Seattle and when I was interviewed I told him about the program that I had done and and uh, that I used to be a teacher and she came to me and she said the owner came to me and she said why don't you get one of these going here a group twelve week kind of programs. And I was like, sure. So, I did that. And so, I kind of did that group 12-week program type stuff and then ran the basketball league all part-time until I kind of figured out that I didn't really want to be a musician, set the guitar down and then became a little bit more serious about it, got my personal trainer certification. And that was when I was about two years into it where I was like, okay, if I ever want to make a career as a personal trainer... I'm gonna have to own my own gym, so I quit uh, working at that gym and rented out a garage space and started doing my own personal training studio. So, where were you living at that point?
1: At that point, I was in Seattle. Okay, Where were you from the Seattle area originally?
0: I was from Washington State, okay. rural Washington State. So,
1: so, so Seattle was a, a logical place to go, the big city. Well,
0: yeah, okay. well, that's where. Yeah, that's sort of where I ended up after after college and grad school and stuff. So, yeah. So, I was in Seattle and I started this gym called Total Body Turnaround, a green micro gym. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and uh, one of the first things I did was write a business plan. And my goal was to, you know, be differentiated. And uh, I thought, wouldn't it be cool if there was a way that you could like exercise and make electricity? Um I googled some stuff, found a few things... And uh, and so you know tried some stuff. I have a I have a lot of experience building stuff. My dad was is a woodworker, so I sort of jerry rigged a, a spin bike to make electricity. And um, happened to a, a reporter from the Seattle Times had called me earlier about you know because I was a personal trainer uh, about um, doing the perfect push up or some silly <laughs> article that he was doing. Yeah, and so. And so, I just emailed him and I said, Hey, this is kind of cool. I'm making electricity with this spin bike. And he was like all over it. And he wrote an article, had a photographer come out and wrote an article. And so, that was sort of the first, first time I realized, Oh, okay, this unique story that I can tell, you know, is a good marketing tool, I guess. So, you know, one more little lesson on business, you know. Yeah. Having, having something that tells a story... That's different. Seth Godin, what's he call it? Purple uh, cow.
1: The purple cow. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it how is, did yeah. you, how did you end up in the Portland area? Cause when we met yeah. though, we, we lived in Portland at the same time. We actually never met in yeah. person <laughs> uh, cause I was, I was on the way out of town to move to California when, when I joined this mastermind. Yeah. So how did you make the leap from Seattle to it's, um, it's awesome little brother to the South. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Well, basically at that point, um, I was married and, uh, we were like, where are we going to start a family? And, uh, where are we going to buy a house? And Portland at that time was, uh, more affordable than Seattle. So that was the main reason. And we also have a little bit of family down here. So we sold our condo and moved down to Portland and bought another condo. And, um, that was when I started the Green Micro Gym.
1: So, what was so you'd had a little bit of gym owning experience in Seattle? Did you yeah, sell that? Bit. Did you just close it? Uh, what I was, just closed it. Just closed it. Moved down to Portland yep. and started fresh with the Green Micro Gym.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: So, how Caused did that out. idea come to mind? Like, what was the the genesis and how how did you get started? I mean, I guess the idea came to mind because you were already in yep. gyms, but why yep. green and micro?
0: It was really just kind of one of those things where I was messing around with that electricity generating bike in Seattle, and I got that press and you know got a couple of clients because they read the article I mean that was back when people read articles in newspapers and uh news what no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I kidding. you know it's totally different now, and so I just was like, okay, this is you know, and I was reading Seth Godin you know mm-hmm. regularly, and I was like this is this is something that I should should go for. I want to own my own gym. I want it to be, you know, one of those 24-hour key card entries so that I don't have to, you know, have employees. Or if I do have employees, it's minimal. You know, I, at mm-hmm. that point, you know, it had been a few years and I was starting to kind of figure out business a little bit. And um, or so I thought.
1: <laughs> so were and, your, uh, your gyms, were were they doing well enough to support you on your own or... Your wife was working at the same time, two-income thing made it work. What was – how did that dynamic Uh, work?
0: Yeah, so I I was actually thinking about that today. So my gyms never really kind of got to the point where I was making a lot of money off of them. They could have if I would have uh, really just focused on running a gym and being a personal trainer at the gym. But I didn't do much personal training because, again, entrepreneurial mindset was, I don't want to be working in the business. I want to be working on the business. Something that um, scales. Yeah. So I was searching for this. How can it scale? And I never, to be quite honest with you, figured it out. Not not yet. And uh, another thing that happened was we had kids. That was about two years into it. And since I had the more flexible schedule, you know, I turned into the stay-at-home dad, which ended up taking a lot more time than I away from work than I thought it would. So I kind of just took a, you know, uh, uh, my career, I guess took a little bit of a backseat and I've been raising my kids for the last six and a half years now.
1: It's a pretty um, awesome thing to be able to do as well yeah. to, to be able to be there with your kids and, and all yeah. that. I know I'm, we're in a, a fortunate position where my, um, my wife's able to be with my daughter full time and I'm working at home right now. And mm-hmm. I didn't realize until I started working at home, how nice having that time with her, my daughter and my yeah. wife, but how nice yeah. it would be to have all that time. Yeah. And there's you know, no no monetary value that could make up for, for time with your, with your kids. It's a, it's a pretty amazing thing. And I had a yeah. big aha moment one day. One of the things that really pushed me over to, uh to leaving my, day job to go full time on my online business and one morning i woke up and had to leave for work before my daughter was out of bed and i got home and she was already asleep i didn't get to see her all day and i thought well something's broken with yeah. that because uh yeah because she's yeah. my priority not my work yeah uh, and work's important yeah. but it, it shouldn't be your life your your family should be your life so um yeah, yeah. So, so that's huge so so you've yeah. been working at home you you become a stay-at-home dad. I know yep. the entrepreneur bug didn't leave your system. Uh and yeah. you've been working on a couple different things. Can, let's talk about that. So I know yeah. you, you had your green bicycles which you'd started work on in Seattle. What how is that business looking to Yeah.
0: Well, it's looking pretty good. Um so basically I sort of, you know, by when I started the green micro gym, I was like I said sort of jerry-rigging stuff now there is actually a uh, gym quality fitness equipment that makes electricity goes back into the building so that's part of what i do now is sell that equipment to green builders not so much other gyms but um green minded type people and that's really um, in the very very beginning stages there's a ton of challenges with that that sort of actually relate to the fiber thing that we're we're going to talk about later so it's a really tough market at that at this point One of the things that is surprisingly not as tough is this invention that I kind of have, which is a, a bicycle, either a DIY kit that you put a bicycle on it and then you can make electricity or an actual electric bike called the Green Microcycle that you can ride around as an electric bike. And then when you get home, you can turn the electric motor into an electric generator and you can make electricity. Not a whole lot. Google it. Mm-hmm. um don't get too excited <laughs> i listeners. have to say though
1: even though the electricity <laughs> isn't huge adam shared with the mastermind group uh not too long ago a uh, a picture and a letter from a principal of a school who had yeah. um got one of the bikes or a few of the bikes and there were pictures of the kids sitting on the bikes pedaling making electricity while reading doing reading time and the yep. principal was so excited not because they were making a ton of electricity, but because of well, one, it was encouraging kids to read, which is awesome, in a fun and new way. And two, because the kids could learn about how energy works and electricity works in a new and exciting way. That's a lot more hands-on than you know looking at a picture of you know, like yeah. the sun hitting a solar panel or something. So yeah. um and that's yeah. that was really cool when I saw that one. So yeah. I know it's kind of yeah. coming back to to your teaching days, but it was um yeah. really neat for me. You know, cheering you on to see that the bikes land in a school, and them being so excited about it.
0: Yeah, and that was amazing. I mean, that was a that was a foundation that raised twenty raised over forty thousand dollars to get twenty six bikes in a classroom. And uh, yeah, it was amazing to see these kids. And you know, they get the teacher said the principal said these guys get twenty minute recess a day, and we plan on having them in here for twenty minutes, so they're basically doubling their (laughs) <laughs> town. Um, yeah. And yeah, all the kids just loved it. So, uh, you know, it's really cool. And that was something that I just had no expectation that it would, that it would happen. I just sort of, you know, people kept saying, oh, gosh, it sure would be cool if there was like a thing that you could hook your own bike to kind of thing, which is really what originally I had. But then I got so into the gyms mm-hmm. that that I was always trying to make it gym quality as opposed to DIY. Mm -hmm. Um, But it turns out that, you know, the DIY market and or really the schools and organizations, because those are the, those are the folks that can afford the $2,000 price per bike. Cause it's not their own, you know, it's not an individual spending their own money.
1: It's not coming out of pocket. $2,000 is a lot for a bike unless you're a, a serious cycling enthusiast.
0: Yep. yeah, And this is not for serious cycling enthusiasts. So, it, but it's just surprisingly doing really well. I mean, you know, 80% of my income last year revenues for the business was from these bikes. So, you know, just keeps on kind of, I don't, I don't really market very hard at all. It just, you know, yeah. very, uh, very passionate people find me. So that's pretty neat.
1: Yeah. So let's, let's, Flip to your other business you're running right now. Yeah. You um you're on Fiverr, you take you help people who have Amazon businesses take pictures of yeah. the things they're selling. How did that come yeah. to be? <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So this is this is just really interesting to me. And this I contacted you because I was like, I want to talk about Fiverr because you have that blog post and you talk a lot about side hustles and side gigs. And I was like, I could really like I think some of the things that I've learned and I could explain some things that could really help somebody who's like trying to figure out what side hustle to do
1: or. So if anyone um, wants to check out that post, if you haven't seen it yet, it's at personalprofitability.com slash side dash hustle. Super easy to remember as long as you can remember the dash and side hustle. It's uh, personalprofitability.com slash side hustle. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> so basically the way it came out was. I um was coming out with the green microcycle which is the electric bike and and I was like I okay this is a pretty cool product I'm really excited about it I'm going to need to get like decent legitimate pictures taken and I was like concerned about that because I changed my mind a lot and um the you know and the I knew that it was not going to be where I was just going to be able to bring in, everything in in one day and get all the pictures because it wasn't fully done with all the stuff. So I was like, well, how am I going to do this? Because, you know, I'm looking at $500 to bring this stuff to a legit photographer in Portland. And so then I was like, well, maybe I could rent a space and do it myself. You know, something with a white backdrop, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty big white backdrop because they're big bikes. And then I found on Amazon for 75 bucks a 10 by 20 foot vinyl white backdrop for 75 bucks. And I was like, wow, that's a lot cheaper than I thought it was going to be. And I said, you know what? I'm going to see if I can just pull this off myself. Really? Because not so much about saving a few dollars. It was more, I just knew that it would be really tough to get all the photos I needed one time, which means it was going to cost me a lot more than mm-hmm. $500. Uh, be a real methods. hassle. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, I said, you know, worst case scenario is I, Spent 75 bucks. So, I did it. I bought it and I used my Samsung Galaxy Note 4 phone to take the photos. That um, one was the
1: one before they started exploding.
0: Yeah, day. right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, and so, but it's got a, it a great camera on it. And, um, right. you know, I just kind of figured out how to take decent pictures. It's not very hard to take good pictures with a white background with a good camera because, mm-hmm. you know, there's just not really that much skill involved. You know, you, if you need to, you can run it through a filter to kind of, you know, get the, get the, get the, Mm -hmm. get the white part more white, Mm -hmm. I guess. And, uh, and so it turned out great. And I took a bunch of pictures and of that. And I was like, you know, this is, this was really easy and fast. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I don't know why I thought, you know what? I think I'm going to go ahead and, put a gig on Fiverr and see what happens maybe i'll make my money back on the 75 bucks i paid to get this backdrop so i put a really simple gig up on Fiverr $5 for a, photo, a product photo on a white background and uh and then i made a little video there was this guy there's this guy Jeremy Vore and he's a, a voice over guy and um uh, he has a podcast called the um i forget what it's called Something something entrepreneur, entrepreneur redefined or something like that. And so I talked to him and he does a fiber gig of voiceovers. So I was like, you know what? Yeah, maybe I'll do it. So, um, yeah, so I just put it up there, made a little video, took a couple pictures of some stuffed animals <laughs> with mm-hmm. the white background and, um, and then, it, you know, started getting interest, which I was really surprised.
1: You never know. Like I actually did. Um, I had an experiment with Fiverr myself a, a few times uh, when I was trying to make a few bucks. And the first way was I um, was learning how to be a DJ. I actually have a DJ website, djofi.com uh-huh. with uh-huh. a podcast and everything. <laughs> and when I um, was learning how my mixer worked, I was you know, like, like any good DJ. I started in my living room and uh, I didn't have much of an audience. And I thought, you know, it'd be cool. I could like make mixes for people for parties. And yeah. I was thinking, I'm making these, sitting here making these hour long mixes anyway, just for my, um, just, just for me. And mm-hmm. I made a gig on Fiverr. I said, I will make a custom mix for your house party for five mm-hmm. bucks. And I actually sold yeah. a couple of them. People are like, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. And, um, yeah. cause I own, I could do, I had the rights to do whatever <laughs> I wanted. I actually ended up making some podcast episodes out of them too. <laughs> That's great. Um, so it was, uh, I was getting paid to podcast. Uh, yeah. The only money I've made from podcasting. I haven't made anything from this one. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah so Fiverr you, you never know what people will will want or need. Yeah. And um yeah, now you, the way the platforms changed I think mean, what you use it more than me. You know it used to be um when I started that you could only do $5 gigs and they took a dollar yeah. fee. So you really made 4 bucks for doing things. Um so yeah, you didn't want to do anything it, too intense. Been. But now there's options for add-ons and expanded purchases. So what is that like yeah. for you? How's that experience?
0: Well, so um yeah, I just started with the five dollar, and but but I knew that really what it wasn't going to be is just five dollars because you could do like even at when you, even when you start off and you're a beginner level seller, you can sell like six of the same gig, or you can create custom orders right away. Mm-hmm. So really, what would happen is that people would contact me and they'd say, "I'm doing an Amazon listing, you know, a product for Amazon, so I need seven photos," and so and that was really kind of what I knew they were going to do. Cause I've put stuff on Amazon before and, and, uh, you know, everybody has to take their own photos because Amazon's pretty good at knowing if you're stealing somebody else's pictures. Yeah. So, um, I knew it was going to be more like five photos, five to seven, which is 25 to 35 bucks. And I was like, kind of doing the math. And I was like, okay, it, this really like literally takes me 20 minutes to set up the product, take the photos run them through whatever kind of filtering I'm going to run them through if I need to and load them back up to Fiverr and deliver them. So I was like, this is like a $50 an hour kind of, you know, side hustle, you know, and I wouldn't have ever done it if it wasn't that simple. And that's sort of one of the reasons why you need to get experience in business because, pro, you know, I've looked on Fiverr and most of the other podcast or f- product photography people are like, professional photographers with really nice equipment and you know, they're needing to make a lot more than $5 per photo to mm-hmm. sustain it. So yeah, I just, I just did that. And then, and then at some point I became a level one seller, which meant that I could do like a basic gig. I could charge whatever I want. So I could charge $5 for one photo or I could charge $50 for 10 or whatever. And I could have that be separate tiers. Mm hmm. So I worked that all out and I did all that. Um and I and I got crickets for a month.
1: <laughs> Which is always like Which, the worst feeling when you try to launch something new online yeah. and it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah.
0: Well, here's the deal. It wasn't the worst feeling because this is a side thing that I just don't really I it's great because I don't care one way or another if it works, right? Really? I'm not I'm not invested in this. Uh, this is not my in- identity by any means. And I think that's one of the things that I would like coach anybody on it's like maybe try doing a side thing that you have little interest in <laughs> but Rather you can than do.
1: follow your passion
0: yeah because i just don't have any like I, I i miss you know i didn't make any money off of fiverr for a month i don't care like after a month i was like you know what i think it's probably because i did those three tiers so i'm gonna just pull it back to the way it was before one five dollar photo and instantaneously it picked right back up and so you know, it was kind of like people got too much information, and then all well, of a sudden, it's
1: like analysis paralysis. That's, maybe
0: you're, you know, or maybe I don't know. Like, once when, when, once somebody contacts you, they're pretty interested. Like, all you have to do then yeah. is sort of just be like, "Yeah, I will." And especially on Fiverr, because there's so many Fiverr gigs that are just not decent quality, bad quality. Right. right. So if if you come across in your correspondence as like a normal person. They're probably going to, you know, pay 25, 30 bucks. I just recently
1: had a uh, video editing thing. I hired someone on Fiverr and I reached out to three people and Mm -hmm. the one who was prompt with replies Mm -hmm. and polite and understanding was the one I picked.
0: Yeah. And so that's what I do. I mean, I do all of this on my phone. I rarely go on my desktop to do it. So it's literally when I'm watching kids, I'll get a little notification. I get about one notification a day now of somebody interested in five to seven photos. So it's pretty consistent now. And, um, and yeah, I I know that as long as I just respond right away and um, just, you know, don't, don't tell them I can do things I can't do and be honest with them. um, I'm probably going to get the business. And so that's, you know, it's, it's been really interesting, you know, and I'm not like killing it or anything. It's more for me. It's just like a great kind of like almost like a hobby, it's kind of fun. You know, I'm actually kind of like having fun now.
1: So something it, you didn't care about became something kind of fun. That's cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's making it's, a few it's, bucks. You know, yeah. For example, right now I have, uh, somebody sent, sent me a set of, uh, color, uh, uh, color, coloring pencils, you know, like for that adult coloring. So it's like this super nice set of pencils and it's my job to take five to seven photos of these pencils a couple of them when my wife will be coloring, you know, I'll take a picture of my wife's hand coloring and, uh, you know, this is kind of, now we're going to have a set of pencils. (laughs) So there you go. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's just, it's just a simple, it's a very simple business to have. And I do know also that it might take a year or two, but people will start to come back word of mouth may happen, right? Mm-hmm. Cuz a lot of these Amazon sellers are on Facebook groups where there's lots of other Amazon sellers and so if somebody will go on and say, "Hey, does anybody know of a good product photographer on Fiverr?" and Thanks. somebody will go, <laughs> "Yeah, somebody will go, I know a good I know a good guy." And so that'll happen and then people will continue, you know, they'll come back. Anybody who becomes successful will come back because again, to get something professionally at least they feel like they're getting a professional product done, you know, for again, you know, I guess you know the mind at this point of the people who are trying to get the Fiverr gigs done. You know, most of them are just like, if I can pay 50 or 60 bucks and just get this done, that's great. You know, and I can move on to the next thing because I have to have photos. I can't sell it without photos and the photos right. can't be terrible. And they go through the same thought process that I went with when I was trying to figure out how to get my bicycles um, photographed.
1: Right.
0: So, um, and, you know, it's kind um, of one of those things that fits and it sort of fits in a lot of different good ways.
1: See, one thing I thought that was really cool when you started really talking about this being a, a serious venture in our mastermind group is that we had multiple people in the mastermind group selling products on Amazon. So yep. that's another benefit of, of masterminds. I talk about that a lot. Actually, at, uh, at FinCon in October, I was a, a speaker on, um, how I made 40,000 on the side last year. And I said, we're at a conference full of a bunch of people who want to do something similar th- to you in business. Go connect with them, start a mastermind. And obviously listening mm-hmm. right now, you're not at a conference probably, but you know, there's <laughs> online, there's Facebook groups, there's all these places you can connect to masterminds. Yeah. You know, there's the paid yeah. masterminds like Adam mentioned earlier that he was paying $75 a month. And um, those can be valuable communities in some ways. But the kind of mastermind I've always really enjoyed is one with, you know, three to eight people who have a similar but different business to yours that you can you know, move together and, and try to help each other and challenge each other. and yep. um, And all the unique insights you get from those people can really help you. And you can really mm. help them, and and that was totally the case for for this business with Adam. I was able to hear people who were listing things on Amazon saying, "Oh, here's exactly mm-hmm. what I would need in that." Yeah. So it was a yep. um, a really cool win win for everybody. Yeah.
0: Yep. And one one example for that, I agree. You know, the, it's better to just set up your own free mastermind, and even better if you're the one who kind of like gets it started. And one, I remember there was a there was a. Early on in this fiber gig, I was like, again, because I do have some business experience and a lot of customer service experience with the gyms, I know how to set expectations. And so I was like, I only do product photographs on a white background. I don't do any editing. I don't do any adding any text. I'm not going to Photoshop pictures together. None of that. I'll take a picture of your product and it'll look nice. Right. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And but I was getting a lot of people being like, I really need the white edited, edited white, pure white background for the main Amazon image. And you know, since I found out you can go on Fiverr and somebody will do it for five bucks twenty images. I don't know how good it is, but but any but anyway, I talked to the guys, you know, in the mastermind on Slack, and I was like, here's the problem that I keep coming up against. Everybody's wanting this. But I don't want... I'm not going to do it. You know, I'm not going to download some software. One of the guys was like, download this software and it takes about 20 minutes per picture. And I was like, I'm not doing it. Well,
1: 20 <laughs> you know? minutes for five, it, it, five bucks is... It's a lot or of whatever.
0: Time. i like, I'm not going to do it. So, it ruins my whole... <laughs> I wouldn't like that job anymore. Yeah. yeah. So... So anyway, uh searched around, I Googled for probably 10 minutes while I was on this Slack and guys were putting their opinions in and I found pixels.com, pixel with a Z.com. Mm-hmm. And they will do a bunch of things. If anybody is takes pictures or whatever, you should check it out. But they, one of the things that they will do is they will get your picture ready for Amazon. And so they'll make sure it's the right format and stuff. And then they also do pure white background editing for $1.45 per photo. And it's a one-day turnaround. Pretty good So deal. Yeah. So, I was like, okay, this will work. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, you know, I don't tell any of my Fiverr clients that I'm sending it to Pixels. I just say it's going to take an extra day and it costs $15 extra for pure white background. And, you know, some I, I'd say probably half clients do one photo. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. So it's like, you know, I, it, it's one of those things where I feel good because I sort of figured out how, with the help of the mastermind. And really what it was, was them just saying, there's got to be a solution here. Cause I was like, I'm just going to say I can't do it. And they were like, there's got to be a way that you can do it.
1: <laughs> I and I think uh, outside
0: the box, be creative. Yeah. so then I found that thing and I was like, oh, this works great. So, you know, mm-hmm. I'm still. still a very easy process for me to supply quality photos, Amazon Mm -hmm. quality. This isn't... Getting a product photographed for Amazon is not something that you should spend hundreds of dollars on. It's not worth it. Right. You know what I mean?
1: You want a certain level of professionalism to sell something, but you don't want it to eat up your margins because it's competitive.
0: Yeah. And it shouldn't take six weeks for somebody to do it. I... You know, a lot of these... Fiverr photographers and other, you know, there's websites where they do product photography. It's like, they're backed up, you know, they've got two or three week turnaround times and stuff like that. And, you know, most of these folks are like doing it for the first time or whatever. And, and they need to get it done. They need to get it done fast. And so that's the thing that I also offer, which is, you know, I'll get it done in a day or two instead of two or three weeks.
1: Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah. So what's so you know you're working on this Fiverr thing. You got the the green mm-hmm. microcycles. You're you're home mm-hmm. with the kids quite a mm-hmm. bit. What mm-hmm. is your your plan? What's next for, for Adam?
0: Well, my plan is, and it's funny because we had our big come to Jesus talk last night, <laughs> in our mastermind group, and uh, one of the things that people said about you know what I need to do is get more focused. I so I'm I'm still thinking about it. I think really more than anything, you know, my whole entrepreneurial journey, if I really think, sit back, what I always wanted was multiple streams of income. But I wanted to be the one who was really just overseeing everything. And that's what I need to work on. I need to... Now that I've got some experience being a Fiverr uh, supplier, I need to start using Fiverr more to get some of my menial tasks done that I need to get done, like lead generation, you know, emailing Mm -hmm. stuff like that. I need to, I need to do that. I need to automate when I can, but also, you know, just start, start using these, you know, I mean, look, what I'm doing with Fiverr works really well, because not everybody has a white background backdrop. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and they have to send the product out, whereas if you want to get graphic design done it's going to be hard to make money on Fiverr doing that because the whole world is competing for that business, and a lot of other countries they don't need to make very much money per hour
1: right well, if you live in the Philippines and you make four bucks an hour, that's middle class income
0: right, right so so you can't you know you can't make money doing everything on Fiverr but. There are a lot of but you know if you're using Fiverr, you know, you can get some really high quality work done for 5 bucks. Totally. Um, but you got to search and you kind of got to know based on the people's responses whether you're going to get something or not and so I, I don't know what my plan is. My plan is to like keep this Fiverr thing going, but I'm not at this point going to be like okay, I'm going to put more effort and time into this cuz you know again, Fiverr does a really good job of marketing for you. To market for yourself is a whole different world. Mm-hmm, uh, totally. You know, um, that, and, and I'm not ready for that. But I do see a lot of opportunities there. You know, I mean, anybody, you know, one of the things so, I would say is that any, if anybody was young, attractive woman who wanted to model products, you could make a probably a pretty good living right away on Fiverr.
1: Uh, yeah, my um, the the intro audio for for this podcast and, and the ending uh. audio there's there's a sexy British girl's voice and mm-hmm. um I, I found her on Fiverr. It, it was five bucks. <laughs> I found a girl in London. This is all she does. She makes it, it looks like uh probably forty to fifty thousand dollars a year doing this. I mean, it's mm-hmm. in pounds. So before Brexit, that was probably about yeah. half uh, <laughs> of what we have here since Brexit. Probably I don't know three quarters. But you know, that that's how I found this so, so um when, yeah. you're, when you're listening to this when we hang up in a minute that that sexy girl British voice it was from Fiverr <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. yeah, I mean there's you know there's a lot of little things I would encourage anyone who's like, oh, "I'm thinking about doing this or that, I don't know go do go on Fiverr and see if see if it's possible. You'll know like within five minutes if you're gonna be able to make money doing it, and um. And then you know, just set up a fiber gig, and phew, your worst case scenario is that nobody nobody uh, contacts you, right. and then you just
1: know they wasted a few minutes it wasn't a uh, wasn't a big deal
0: and you know unless you're unless you're really bad at like typing stuff up, <laughs> it's probably just because there's no market it's not nothing wrong with you it's just there's no market for this thing, so you know keeping it simple, everybody's looking for their really good deal on there, but they also want to get a good quality result. And so I think that providing a decent quality result on Fiverr, you know, there's lots of there's lots of opportunity there.
1: Awesome. So um so we're about out of time. Thank you so much for sharing this story. If anyone wants to connect with you to learn yeah. about electric bicycles or fiber pictures or anything else, where should they go?
0: They should go to thegreenmicrogym.com
1: Awesome. So check that out, thegreenmicrogym.com, or um, if you're searching around for Amazon product photography on Fiverr, you may very well yep. stumble upon Adam.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's a picture. I think the photo is uh, It's a picture of me sitting on an exercise ball in front of a white backdrop. That's the video. So
1: <laughs> Awesome. Well, cool. So thank you very much, Adam, for, for being a part of this, for joining us on the show. Thank you, listeners, for being here to the end. Um, if you take a minute, we're talking about marketing ourselves. I don't do any marketing or paid advertising for this show. Word of mouth is all I've got. So if you like this show, please tell a friend. It just takes a minute. It doesn't cost you anything. but means the world to me. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Until the end, and until next time, stay profitable.
0: Thanks for listening to the Personal Profitability Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating on iTunes or share it with a friend.